The following is a Thunderbolt West Media production. More thoughts on being shed on by people who are vaccinated, plus surviving in this crazy world. You are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show with Jim Calhoun. The storm was coming, the sky was on fire, fear was in their eyes. It's my opinion that we should be prepared to lean on our faith and be able to step out on the sea. Thanks for tuning in to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun. This show features off-grid topics such as creating your own power, gardening, homesteading, and other issues related to off-grid living. I also seek to educate my listeners about survival and prepping, and I'll talk about anything from government corruption to chemtrails. Also, I feel that our constitutional republic is worth saving. So I never miss an opportunity to do my part in helping to save our republic. I have two main goals for this show. Number one, to help you build your faith in God. And number two, to help each listener become as self-sufficient as possible. This show comes to you from the Harmony Barn Studios, located near Hershey, Nebraska, in the United States of America. The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show is aired on KYAH, AM 540 in Delta, Utah, Utah's Talk Authority. Also, the show can be heard on 89.3 FM, Key Radio in Osage Beach, Missouri. And on shortwave, tune in to frequency 7.490 WBCQ, Monticello, Maine. This show is also available on demand as a podcast on Anchor, Spreaker, Podpoint, and Podpage. And be sure to visit the website at offgridliving.faith. And I really do appreciate you joining me today. And it's good to have you aboard today with the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show. Well, last week I did a show about vaccine spreaders. The people that got their booster shots or their initial shots of the COVID so-called vaccine that is starting to really come unraveled worldwide, and I'm really happy to see that. But I talked about me contracting some spike proteins from people who had shedded, and I was close enough to them that I caught it. And there's no doubt that that's what happened, because I'm in week number two, and my voice is still really weak. I cough almost uncontrollably. And the ringing in the ears, the headache, it's still there. I'm recovering, and I'm going to be all right. But I didn't realize I was going to hit such a nerve. Out of all the shows that I've done, I've never had the response that I had from this last show. I had many people contact me, and they're all frustrated, and they all 
basically say the same thing, that they befriended somebody that was vaccinated or got a booster shot. Whether they gave them a ride in their car or had them over for food, you know, like a supper or something. I got so many emails and letters from people that are now suffering. And what's really sad is that the vast majority of these people that were shed on, that got sick, got deathly ill. And most of these that got deathly ill were women. A lot of these women have life-threatening things that are happening to them on a daily basis simply because they gave someone a ride in their car or they shook their hand or they gave them a hug. We have to understand that this is a bioweapon and people are getting sick. But I was not prepared for the amount of emails and letters that I got of people describing in detail of how they were shed on by people that were recently vaccinated or boosted and what their medical condition has been since. And more than several said that they were losing faith and giving up hope that they'd ever feel good again because they got shed on over a year ago. And there are people that are developing blood clots from being shed on. We have people that are being chronic as far as having health conditions that they never had before. And then all of a sudden they're chronic and they're incurable. And so it is very real. This bioweapon is absolutely evil. And the people that developed it are scientists. Shame on you. Shame on you. And may justice be served. May you be found out. May you be tried and convicted. And may the punishment fit the crime. The whole fact that we're living in this dystopian nightmare and we have the thought police and the vaccine police and the woke police and the we just have a crazy thing happening worldwide and there are people that are really getting hurt there are people that are getting killed by people who were vaccinated now again if you're vaccinated and you have your boosters and you think that I am making this up or you think that I'm spreading disinformation, well, I want you to know that this is very real. And you, if you're vaccinated, unknowingly have been turned into a ticking time bomb for those that were intelligent enough not to buy the lies and be strong-armed and bullied. The people that wanted to stay what I consider 100% human and not having their DNA messed with. It's the people that made those choices that were ridiculed, that were cut off from going to restaurants and going to movies, and some of them lost their jobs and been ostracized by their communities, all because they had questions about the safety and also the effectiveness of this so-called experimental drug that nobody on the planet should have been administered. Nobody should have received this drug, but yet they're still pushing it. They're pushing it so hard, and I won't even watch television anymore, because over the last couple of years, every other commercial is telling you that you're an awful person if you haven't been vaccinated, and you get vaccinated to help your community, and all these other ugly untruths, all these things that the propagandists are saying.
Another thing that I have noticed from a lot of these emails, not all of them, but the vast majority, I'm going to see over 80%, no longer are going to go back to a medical doctor. Now, I mentioned that I'm not going back. That doesn't mean that I'm smart. That might mean just the opposite. It might mean that I'm not smart at all. But the vast majority of the people that contacted me said that they cannot in good conscience go back to the medical profession. After the medical profession did what it did and how they shamelessly were coercing people and in some cases people would go in for a flu shot or a tetanus shot, but yet, oh, we're sorry, we gave you the vaccine by mistake. There are dozens of people, if not hundreds of people, that that happened to. And the medical profession still hasn't owned up to the fact that they were part of a mass, what I consider a kill-off, mass genocide. And right now, the European Union, some of the members of the European Union Parliament and part of that system, are finally coming out and saying, point blank, that Pfizer and these other pharmaceutical companies need to be held to account for the fraud that they've given the whole world. Because these vaccines were never, ever tested as to whether they would stop transmission of the disease. But yet, that's how they sold it to everybody. They sold it as something that would stop the transmission. But yet, in Pfizer's own words, and I heard the clip myself, it's all over the internet, you have a woman that was a high up in Pfizer admit that they did not test the vaccines to make it as a preventative for other people catching COVID. And her excuse was, we had to move at the speed of science. What is the speed of science? Recklessness? Science has been turned on its ear. And I think right now, as far as I'm concerned, now this is me personally, I'll never trust anyone that calls themselves a scientist again. Now, I've always been kind of an amateur hobbyist scientific type of a guy. I love to invent things. I love to conjure things up in my mind as to different ways to do things. And I've always respected scientists as being the ones that have shined the light on new ways to do things and have really done their best to help mankind. But that's not the case anymore. I don't know where this modern group of scientists comes from. Do they come from the bowels of Nazi Germany, the way most of the people that were executed during the original Nuremberg trials were all in the medical profession? Maybe not all, but their vast majority were from the medical profession. Now, what does that tell you? It tells you that the medical profession can be bought. These people can be bought, and they can do harm. And the Hippocratic Oath and all this is just so much hot air. And so, yes, I'm very much anti-medical science right now. And I'm actually getting to be anti-science. Because anybody who's a true scientist that understands the basic functions of science, these people are being ridiculed and they're being deplatformed. They're having their licenses taken away. They're losing all of their funding. They're getting fired from their jobs just because they want to use true science, which is to have a theory and have it go through thorough testing. And then after it's tested, you test it again. And then you test it again. 
because true science is something that is black and white. Anything that can't be proven is theory. But things that can be proven by scientific experiment, people that are actually using viable traditional science, the science that I respect, they're being deplatformed, losing their licenses, being fired. What does that tell you? So I want to say thank you to everyone who contacted me. I'm still fighting this, and it is a bioweapon. And I really appreciate everyone's honesty and their candidness. And again, I have to apologize for my voice. It's not going to be very strong today. But the people really bared their soul to me. And they shared things that they probably wouldn't share with anybody else. Now, why they decided to share it with some guy on the radio, I don't know. But I'm glad they did. Because I think it helped several of the people that contacted me. One person said that, thank God for me, because they now didn't feel so much like a conspiracy theorist. And that's what's happening. People that are actually being harmed, that dare to say, I'm being harmed from this. They're being called liars, conspiracy theorists. They're being called crazy, anti-science. These people are absolutely being brutalized and bullied. Right now, the world is full of these woke self-righteous bullies that all they want to do is push a narrative. And it's a narrative that they're paid to push. And if any of these people actually do discover the truth, and if they grow a spine and acquire a conscience, and they come out against what they were pushing, well, those people, they're never heard from professionally again. You can have someone like Joe Rogan, who some people really like him, some people don't. But Joe Rogan was one of those that was on the fence. And so there really wasn't any problem with Joe Rogan until Joe Rogan finally realized that this whole bioweapon was nothing but a big scam to kill people. And now Joe Rogan is one of the worst people in the world, according to a lot of the mainstream people. And then you look at what's happening to Alex Jones and the show trial that he went through. It's not even a trial. And they hit him with almost a billion dollars that he has to pay because he had an opinion. And he didn't even express that opinion that much. But they say that he made millions of dollars off of his opinion. And so they're attacking him. And they're taking away his First Amendment rights. Well, actually, they did take away his First Amendment rights. And now they're going to use that as a case pre They're going to use it as case law in future trials. So it opens up everybody that has an opinion. And I think that this is evil all the way across. So they're trying to silence anyone that thinks for themselves. Anybody that thinks outside the box are immediately branded a troublemaker or someone spreading disinformation. Well, I tell you, if you had a chance to read the emails and letters that I got and read the condition that a lot of these people have to live with on a daily basis, all because they got shed on by somebody who was vaccinated. You would have to really stretch your imagination to think that everybody who contacted me was lying to me. When I know better, every one of them was telling me the truth. And also, I have experience of being shed on. I'm still suffering from it. So I would appreciate everyone who is vaccinated 
to take the same precautions that someone would that contacts COVID-19. They self-isolate. There's nobody that I know that has contracted this deadly disease and went out and tried to spread it. And so I'm telling you right now, the people that have been the people who have been boosted or vaccinated, you are spreading COVID. So if you must get your shot, please isolate by staying away from people that don't want to have this spike protein invade their body. I would really appreciate that. Well, I'm really sorry about the rant, but I'm not sorry for the fact that the people that contacted me, they all feel like they have no voice. They all feel alone. They feel persecuted. They feel like they've been attacked. And and that's every letter and every email I got. People expressed those feelings. And again, when I did the initial show, I was wondering if I was stepping into an area I shouldn't be stepping in because I want to keep this as an off-grid show. But things that affect the population in general also affects people who are off-grid. It doesn't make any difference. There's no distinction. But now I'm really happy that I did that show because, like I say, I've really struck a nerve. So now what are we going to do? The people who have been damaged, what are we going to do? Well, that's what I'm going to be tackling in the next part of the show, at least the remainder of the first half of the show. What can we do that we've been shed on by people who are carrying the spike protein? Broadcasting from the United States of America, you are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. Well, there's lots of things on the internet, lots of different juices and lots of diets and lots of things that people are trying. But I've not found one thing that's definitive yet. I find one person that says, well, this worked for them. And other people say that nothing works for them. And you don't know what is fact. You don't know what's fiction as far as what's going to be helpful. And so I'm going to give you my opinion, and it's just an opinion, of what I think that you can do. First and foremost, this is a bioweapon. This is something that mankind is never supposed to have in their body, ever. And it's evil, and it's very satanic. So the first thing you need to do is be in prayer, and be in hopeful, expectant prayer that that God will hear your prayer. And God is in the business of miracles. And I truly feel that the only way to truly fight this bioweapon is through Almighty God. We all know people who went to see a doctor because they didn't feel well. And the next thing you know, and the next thing you knew, they were dead in the hospital. And that's happened many, many times. And There's been thousands of people, if not millions, who have had to die alone in quarantine, especially the elder people that were in the care homes. Anyone that is for the way these people were treated, well, they're evil in my opinion. 
they say, well, they need to be quarantined because they could make other people sick. It has been proven that the vast majority of the elderly people that died from supposed COVID-19 died from bacterial pneumonia, but they didn't get treated because they were never tested for what they were really sick with because the medical profession was making way too much money calling it COVID and in following the stupid protocols that do not work. Actually, it kills people. And it's starting to come out. There's more and more evidence every day coming out. So I really have a very good feeling that justice will be served in the end. And I know that these doctors that were pushing this shot, and still are, I think they need to understand that we're on to them. And people are watching them. And there will be another Nuremberg trial that's been picking up worldwide. And so I really do believe that in the end, the people that perpetrated this greatest crime on humanity, I think that they're going to answer for their crimes in this world. And I know they're going to answer for their crimes before Almighty God. But I really do think that prayer is our first and best thing we can do. Now, what can we do for ourselves? Well, one thing that I think will help, and I have no proof that this is going to help. It's just an opinion. But I think that we need to stay hydrated. I think that a lot of this spike protein, if when it gets into your blood, if it turns into a vast group of spike proteins in your bloodstream, the spikes on that are very harmful to capillaries, very, very harmful to all of your whole circulatory system. And so I think that our blood has to be as thin as possible as far as being hydrated. I'm not talking about taking blood thinners. I'm not talking about Coumadin or anything like that. I'm talking about God's natural way to keep our blood flowing freely. And that's with plenty of water. So I really think that if you've contracted this bioweapon, whether you were shed on or you caught it some other way, I think it's very important to stay 100% hydrated. Another thing you need to do, in my opinion, is do everything in your power to boost your immune system. That would mean taking your vitamins and your zinc and all the supplements that you should be taking, your vitamin A, your vitamin C. There's things that you can take, but I think you should eat well too. So if you're deciding on whether to eat something healthy as opposed to something that's quick and easy but unhealthy, try to avoid that quick and easy. In other words, don't order a pizza. Go ahead and eat something that's more wholesome, something that's more natural. You'd be better off eating a pear and an apple than you would eating two pieces of pizza. And so I think that if you're really serious about whipping this spike protein, I think your diet has to be 100% in your favor to help your body heal itself. I know there's lots of people that consider whole real food as medicine, and I'm one of those that tend to agree with that that if you eat something that's natural and full of natural vitamins and minerals, you are so much ahead of someone who's going to eat something that's processed 
and full of artificial colors and flavors and preservatives and things like that. So I think that you should pay very close attention to your diet. Now, I know I'm giving some advice here, but I'm just giving you my opinion. So before you change your lifestyle, if you have any questions, always run it by a medical professional. Personally, I don't trust the medical doctors anymore. And so I would run it past a homeopathic doctor, but someone who has training, someone that knows what they're doing. But I really think that it's just common sense advice is to stay hydrated and eat good food. As far as any medicines or anything like that, I'm not going to even go there because I'm not trained, I'm not qualified, and I have no clue of what actually is going to work. Now, I've read about different things that people have taken that have lessened their symptoms. Some people call it horse medicine and so forth and so on. And there's plenty of people out there that are pushing all sorts of things that supposedly do help. But I don't have any specific knowledge of that, so I'm not going to go there. I'm going to go with just natural methods. Another method is to make sure you get plenty of sleep. And one of the ways you can get plenty of sleep is to not worry about the effects. Now, I know that it might be eating your lunch, and it might be something that you think about constantly because it has you in pain or has you suffering some way. But try not to take that into the bedroom with you. Try to use your bedroom as a place of solace and a place of rest and recuperation. And so the last thought before you go to bed at night shouldn't be how bad you're hurting or how much this spike protein has hurt your life. And I know that that's really hard to do because I can tell you this, that the vast majority of the people that contacted me, it's gone mental with them because I can tell that it's all-consuming because they're suffering so much every minute of every day. They can't get past the fact that they were healthy and now they're not. So it's eaten on them mentally, and that's not a good thing. And so you're going to have to push your own buttons, so to speak. Things that make you feel more lighthearted, things that make you smile, make you laugh, things that you enjoy, you're going to have to start doing that, at least mentally, before you go to sleep at night. And as much as you can during the day, do your best to keep your mind as clean and clear as you can from any of these really negative feelings about how bad you feel and how you feel hopeless. That feeling of hopelessness is something that you really have to conquer, and it's real hard to do. And there's a lot of people that are massively depressed because they've contacted through shedding People have shed it on them and have given them the spike protein. And so those would be my four suggestions. Prayer, stay hydrated, eat well, and pay special attention to your mental health and your attitude. Those right there will do an awful lot to help your body naturally heal. Now, I've heard that there is no cure at all for the spike protein. Once you get it in your body, it's there. And also, I've heard that there are things that you can do and also time that will eventually kind of conquer the spike proteins. I've heard both. And I tend to believe the first. I think that once you really get this, I think it's really hard to beat it. 
And so I think you have to really concentrate on beating it. And you may not ever totally beat it, but you can keep it under control. It's kind of like being a diabetic. You don't really ever beat diabetes, but you can control it. I just think it's really important to keep a very positive mental attitude. And I know that you may not do any better than just control it, but that's much better than having it control you. And I think it's very important that we do everything in our power to control the situation as much as we can. Now, it's easier said than done. And I know that I've just been spouting words. But believe me, I know how ill that this can make you. Because I've had two solid weeks of this. And some days I think I'm getting a little bit better. And other days I just feel like I'm going downhill. But the mere fact that there are some days I think I'm getting better lets me know that I am recovering. But as far as having any ambition or any drive or any tenacity to do anything, I seem to be existing from one day to the next. And that's not good. And that's not like me at all. But I know that if I just have patience and I do my best to exist from today until tomorrow, that possibly tomorrow there will be a spark that happens deep inside me that will pick me back up and get me back onto the road of true recovery. Now, I think I'm recovering, but every day that gets by me this time of year, being out here on the farm, is a day that I'll never be able to get back as far as getting ready for winter. And so I'm sitting here basically not ready for this month to start, and it's halfway over. And so I'm looking at November, and I'm going to have all of my end of September stuff is still going to be needing to be done. So I'm really flirting with not a disaster, but with a very hard winter because of how I'm going into fall. And it's all because I was next to somebody that was recently boosted. And for those that have never been shed on, well, just count your blessings. And you're going to have to start staying away from people that you know who are vaccinated. I know that sounds very harsh, possibly even cruel. But we're talking about a bioweapon. We're talking about something that was put out there among us to thin the herd. And so I very much don't want any of my listeners to be one of the victims of the shedding. And so I guess the best thing to do is not catch this in the first place. But how do you do that if you're going to be out in society? Well, I don't know. I really don't. But don't shake any hands. Don't give any hugs. Stay away from people. You can be friendly with them, but be friendly at a distance. Because I tell you, you do not want to catch this. And I'd really appreciate you listening to my rant. I know I've carried this on to another week. But again, I wanted to address all those people that contacted me and I want you to know that I appreciate your listening, and I want you to know that you're in my prayers, all those that contacted me. I'm praying for you, I'm pulling for you, and remember that you're not alone. There are millions of people worldwide, we're all going through the same thing. And I think now is the time for all good people to stick together 
and to stand up for one another. And so I want to tell everybody again, you can get a hold of me at any time. I'm only an email away at jim at offgridliving.faith. Jim at offgridliving.faith. And I'll be right back. If you enjoy the Living Off-Grid Powered Information Show, I would ask that you consider donating to the show to help cover expenses because we don't get paid here. This is all done by donations. And we do not take anything online as far as PayPal or any of that because of all the censorship. Not that they have shut us off. It's just I'm not going to give them the opportunity. So we're going to do it the old-fashioned way by mail check, money order, or if you want to put cash in a secure envelope, we would appreciate any donation, any size. Just send all your correspondence to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, 69143. That's Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, 69143, and your support is greatly appreciated. Welcome back to part two of the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show. This is your host, Jim Calhoun, and I do appreciate you tuning in. Well, I had another rant I went on as far as the shedding is concerned, but if you would have read the emails that I read, and it really broke my heart because the stories that these people have to tell are atrocious. And so I think if something comes to my attention, that's that blatant and affects that many people, then I really do need to cover it. And so I'm going to pick up from there, but I'm going to change course a little bit. I'm going to go on to general survival. And I've never felt this way in my life. And I'm really sorry to say I feel this way now. But it seems like that mankind is really in a massive struggle of survival that is almost surreal, because you have a very large portion of people all over the world that don't get it. They're asleep. They're like zombies. There's just nothing there, and there's no reaching them. And you have people that are actively supporting the forced injections of this bioweapon. And you have people that are still turning other people in, and you have people that are threatening to have their children taken away from them, saying that they're abusing their children if they don't get this death shot. And so we definitely have a large group of the population that literally, I don't know if they're just blind on purpose or whether they've been so deceived by Satan they can't see. I don't know why they're so blatantly I'm going to call them just brain dead as far as understanding that there are problems. And so we're fighting this fight for humanity. And we're fighting it with both hands tied behind our back. Because the world that be, as far as the social media and how everything's now configured as far as society, it's all controlled by a bunch of tyrants. And all these people want to do is 
exercise their power. And so if you think for yourself, well, you're labeled as a troublemaker. And so we don't have society in general that we can use. And then we have a good portion of humanity that, like I say, they don't even think there's a problem. And so how do you fight an enemy that has been so successful that they have pretty well brainwashed or their propaganda has so tainted the minds of so many people? So it's really hard to understand what it's going to take to actually win this battle that we have for humanity. When you go back to the American Revolution back in the 1700s, the vast majority of the people were either apathetic or were loyalists. It was a small percentage of people that understood that we needed to have our freedom from Great Britain. And so early on, the people that wanted to have their own country, they were frowned upon by the majority of the people. And that's one reason why it took several years for the Continental Army to actually be successful. Because finally enough people started breaking with the idea that they wanted to stay with Britain. And so all I can hope is that the same type of a situation will happen here. As people bury more of their loved ones, as more people see what's happening, as more people get sick by this so-called vaccine, that they'll actually wake up and come over to the side of truth. And so we can always hope and pray that that happens. But when we're talking survival, do you realize there's lots of people that haven't saved back anything? They're still living paycheck to paycheck and hand to mouth. They don't have as much as an extra can of soup in their cupboard. They're just doing everything business as normal. And so we have a very large percentage of people that are in denial that things are really rough right now. And so when it comes to survival, this is kind of hard for me to say this, but I think it's something that needs to be said. It's those people that are unconvinced or brainwashed or don't want to see the handwriting on the wall. They're the ones that are potentially going to cause us the most trouble when things do collapse. So it's your neighbor down the street that's laughing at you, that calls you a conspiracy theorist, that when they get hungry, they're going to know that you have food. And so they're going to come knocking on your door, whether as a friend or a foe, that's debatable. But what's going to happen is the people that are against everything that the survivalists and everything that the people that are fighting for humanity, the ones that are fighting for the First Amendment, the ones that are fighting for the Second Amendment, the ones that are fighting just for basic medical rights, the ones that are fighting for humanity as a whole. Well, they're considered an enemy by the powers that be, by your Facebooks and Twitters and YouTubes and all of those people. They're considered to be rabble. They're considered to be rebels, and, and they're considered to be troublemakers. And all of these quote-unquote good citizens that have got all their death jabs and they've, and they've wore their masks and they've done all these things like sheep, we're going to see these sheep turn into wolves. But they're not going to turn into wolves against the people that are actually harming them. I think that they're going to turn into wolves against you and me and people like us that are trying to 
put something away for more than a rainy day for a very dark period in our history. And I can't help but think that we're in the stages of World War III, like the early stages of World War II, and they used to call it the phony war, because it took several months before there was any real war. Now, there was real war behind the scenes, but it wasn't kinetic. But it was just countries were all getting ready, getting all their ducks in a row. And they tried to get things as tenable as they could get them before the bullets started to fly. And right now we have out-of-control politicians all over the world that would like nothing better than have a nuclear war. And I think this midterms is going to be driving an awful lot of the bad decisions because we have the Democrats who, there shouldn't be one Democrat elected to any office in this country. I know that there are people out there that think the Democrats just walk on water, but the Democrats are evil. The Republicans are evil too, but the Democrats seem to be running the show right now, and they're the ones that are propagating the most evil. But it's the people that have bought the lies of the government and lies of the propagandists and the mainstream media. They're the ones that are going to be knocking on your door, demanding food. And they'll probably even somehow stretch it to where it's our fault that everything collapsed because we were willing it into existence by the mere fact that we were trying to survive it. The human mind is is a wonderful thing, but also when the human mind becomes warped, it can become very warped. And I've had people that I considered friends for years that right now I just think they're the most warped people on the planet. They can't see anything that's going on. And they seem to be holding hatred for those who are prepping. And so know there are people in your community that not only laugh at you, they don't like you. And so when it comes to preparing, I think you'd be better off keeping really tight-lipped about it. Do what you do. Don't tell anybody. Everything should be on a need-to-know basis. And if you have neighbors or people in your community that you know are not preppers, you know that are on board with the status quo, just... Do your best to let them do their thing. They're happy doing it. They're going to have the consequences of it. Let them have to deal with those consequences. But I really do feel that if things get as bad as what they could, I'm thoroughly convinced that if that happens and World War III kicks off in a big way, I think there's lots of people in countries all over the world. They're going to rise up. And so I don't think you're going to have nation against nation, not in the traditional sense. I think you're going to have citizens within each nation against their own citizens. I'm talking about a civil war, and I'm talking lots of countries in this whole world, that at the same time that they're trying to execute a war against another government, there's going to be battles in the streets. And so I really think if you're getting ready for World War III, you should be getting ready for a civil war as well. And I think if you're getting ready for a civil war, I think you should likewise be ready for World War III at the same time. I know that doesn't sound very cheery, 
and I know it's just my opinion, all of my studies are pointing to the fact that we are being more fractured every day. And it's also pointing out that there's nobody in government in any country that really wants to avert a major conflict. And it seems like every week I come up with what I consider very bad news or something for you to consider that's not pleasant. But every week it does get a little bit worse. It's almost like it's got its own momentum right now. And so I don't think that the midterms are going to really help anything. I have decided I'm going to vote, but I'm not going to vote with any expectations that it's actually going to do any good. But I'm still going to exercise my right to vote, whether I get that right taken away from me by people that are supposedly counting the votes. I have no control over that. But I do know that we have to understand that it's going to be a really hard go. But I think those that are planning on surviving this whole mess need to understand that they have to be more serious about it than what even they realize. Now, a lot of the people that contact me are now moving out of the cities and out of the towns, and they're raising gardens and growing chickens and doing the right things. And I really do think that that's the right way to go. And so I applaud everybody who has followed their convictions, followed their gut hunch, and has done something that's going to improve their situation. But with that said, I know it's awful hard to hide the fact that you're raising chickens because, especially if you have roosters, everyone in the whole country knows you have chickens. But do your best to keep your garden to yourself and your chickens to yourself. And don't make it common knowledge of what you're doing. Because, again, I think it's your neighbors that are scoffing at you. I think they're the ones that are going to come first with their hands out. And you might be able to appease a few neighbors by giving them some of your food, but you'll run out of food before you run out of neighbors, and you know what that means. And so I think that you have to be stealthy. And everything that you do needs to be really, really held close to your vest. Why I'm telling you this is just the whole attitude that NATO has and the attitude that Russia has. I just don't see any hope right there that other than God stopping a huge war, I just don't see it not escalating. You have saboteurs, you have terrorists now, you have all sorts of things. And it seems like there's 20 or 30 countries now that can't wait to get into this whole mess. You've got some of these really small countries that were former Soviet satellite countries that are now independent, that they're wanting to get into it on the side of Ukraine. And you have Belarus that is actively going to go to war against Ukraine on the side of Russia. And it's not very well known, but there are foreign troops now going into Ukraine from other countries. And you have the Polish that have went in, regular army. And you have Iranians who have went in on the side of Russia. And they're there to train the Russians on using drones. You have Chinese troops that are now entering into Ukraine. 
And so it's a powder keg. Then you have the leader of Belarus that, that actively can't wait until it gets to be really a hot war. And then you have the idiots in Great Britain and the idiots in Washington that won't stand up and say, no, we're not going to have a nuclear war. We're going to stop this. We're going to negotiate. We are going to make sure this doesn't happen. Instead, we're told that we have to save Ukraine for democracy. Well, Ukraine isn't democratic hardly at all. They only have one political party and the others are outlawed. And the only reason, in my opinion, that they even bother with Ukraine is Ukraine is so corrupt that all these politicians are getting rich off the corrupt politicians in Ukraine. And it's coming to light that this COVID-19 got its start in Kiev at a bioweapons lab. I think the Russians are gaining a whole lot of information on just how evil the Western nations have been by putting bioweapons labs all through Ukraine. So I think we have a lot of people that don't want to be executed for crimes against humanity that are in the West, that are trying to fight until every Ukrainian is dead. Now, honestly, I don't think they care anything about the Ukrainian people. I think they care about saving their own sorry skin. And I think there's an awful lot that's went on in Ukraine ever since right around 2010. And it's not been good. And I think the chickens are going to come home to roost, so to speak. But before that happens, these people are going to go scorched earth. They don't care how many innocent people die to cover up their crimes. And that happens an awful lot when you have a rogue government. When you look at Nazi Germany, in the end, the Nazis didn't care how many rank-and-file German people were killed. They didn't care how many cities were bombed. All they wanted to do is cover their own sorry skin. And in my opinion, the Democrats and the Republicans in Washington are just as rogue. And I think they would do anything to cover their skin, too. And so, again, that leaves us the need to survive. It gives us a headspace we have to get our head around. And it's really hard to do. Because what I'm describing is really evil. And what I'm describing is something that, in a world that was sane and rational, words like I'm saying today would rightfully be considered just crazy. Because nobody in their right mind, would think that this is happening the way it's happening. And that's my point. We have people that are not in their right mind in control of things. We have people that are willing to sell out for the almighty dollar. You have news organizations that are purposely squashing stories that actually we need to know about. But if something happens to get through the cracks, They'll run stories about how that's propaganda and how that's fake news. And they'll circle the wagons. And we have that going all the time, all over the world right now. We have politicians and their stooges and the media and other people that are just, I don't know, just brain-dead zombies that are going to do what they're told. I guess a better word is sheeple. They're going to do what they're told. 
And so the solutions that we seek as survivalists have got to be very, very personal. They've got to be very bold. They've got to be executed in a very expectant and hopeful way. We're going to have to keep our faith. And I think that everything has to boil down to being right with God, going to God in prayer, asking for wisdom, asking for the truth to be revealed. We need to do this on a daily basis. I know this episode has not had any real answers to too many things, but I've been hit with so many things the last two or three days as far as world events that let me know that if things do really hit the fan, they're going to hit the fan in a huge, huge way. And I'm an amateur historian, and I love history. And I do know that a lot of our history is not correct because the people that win the wars write the histories. I know that the real history of mankind is probably never going to be known. But the history that I'm pretty confident that happened, I see parallels. I see the same parallels that eventually started World War I. <laughs> and I see parallels to the beginnings of World War II. And right now, the news media is saying that Russia is defeated, that they don't have any weapons, that they're a paper tiger, that they're not a superpower. Well, just keep believing that. In World War II, as the Polish army was being decimated, a lot of the cavalry groups that still use horses were put into the battles. And one of the large groups of cavalry were told that the Nazis didn't have enough money to have as many tanks as what they saw on the battlefield. And that a lot of the tanks out there were nothing but plywood that they put over trucks and other kind of military vehicles to make them look like tanks. And so they said from a distance they look like they have a whole field full of tanks, but they don't have that many. And so as the regiment that was riding the beautiful white stallions drew their swords and charged into the advancing Germans, the Germans looked on in just disbelief that they would take these beautiful horses and, and have a cavalry charge against these tanks. Well, the tanks opened up on the horses, and it was total carnage. And the few cavalrymen that survived as they were grouping them as prisoners of war, they would, if they had a chance, they would go over and tap on the tank just to make sure it was metal because they were all told that they didn't have that many tanks. And these shell-shocked guys that saw their whole regiment totally decimated, they mentally couldn't get around the fact they were lied to. And I've had several friends that were in tank units in World War II and they were told that the Sherman tank had no equal. It was the best tank in the war. And so they had all these young farm kids that they knew how to drive a farm tractor, so they put them in the tank corps. And they were told they had the best tank in the war. Go get them, Tiger. Well, that's what they ran into was Tiger tanks. Panzers of all types. And the Sherman was no match for the best German tanks. And so you had just mass slaughter 
of Americans in their Sherman tanks. And another thing that I've seen what was at once classified film of World War II was concerning the German zip gun. It was a machine gun that fired so fast you couldn't hear the individual bullets. It just sounded like a zip that got its name. And the whole gist of this film that was made in Hollywood to the people who were being trained that were going to go against this gun as far as basic training. The film was saying that that gun sounded a lot worse than it was. As a matter of fact, they said the zip gun's bark is worse than its bite. And so you had all these people that thought that that zip gun just made a funny noise. It really wasn't that effective. And so our government has lied to our service people and put them into harm's way. And of course, the zip gun killed thousands of soldiers because it was very effective. And so right now, the same people, the same propagandists are saying that Russia's defeated, they don't have any weapons, and they're not a superpower. Well, don't believe it. Don't believe that for a minute. Because if things really come uncorked, they're not going to be able to contain that lie. Russia is more than capable of inflicting massive damage. Well, I hope someone got something from this episode today. And again, I apologize for my delivery is kind of strange today. I do understand that. But I'd love to hear from you. So send me an email at jim at offgridliving.faith. And if you would please consider supporting this effort that I have by sending in a donation. And you could send a check or money order or cash you would write the check out to Thunderbolt West Media. Thunderbolt West Media. And you would mail to Thunderbolt West Media. P.O. Box 163. P.O. Box 163. Hershey, Nebraska. Hershey, Nebraska. And the zip code is 69143. And again, I really appreciate each and every one of you taking your time today to stop in and listen to the show. I do appreciate it. Stay safe. Keep your powder dry. Keep informed. But most of all, replace fear with faith. This is Jim Calhoun with the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show. The song Step Out on the Sea is performed by Brit Small and Festival. Thank you for listening to Thunderbolt West Media.